And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom we're sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. When I read that, you know, I looked on you know, Google search, you know, Bible verses about forgiveness, right? So when I read that, that last part, just as God forgave you, I thought, you know, that's a little unfair, right? You know, he's God. It's pretty easy for him to do. But we all, as Christians, we all try to live our lives through Christ, like Christ. And it's hard for us, naturally. You know, he's God, right? The Bible actually says that if we don't forgive, we cannot be forgiven ourselves by our God. Mark 11.25 says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So this whole forgiveness thing, it's kind of weird, you know, I'm 17, you know, a bunch of you guys have been through that path before, but, you know, why am I talking about it? So uh, right before my second birthday, my dad decided he didn't want to be with my mom anymore. And back then, I never really understood what was going on. You know, I was three, four, three, four, around there. And uh, all that I really knew was, you know, I only saw my dad every other weekend. Until he decided moving out wasn't enough, he was going to move to Texas with his new wife a couple of years later. At that time, we lived in Tennessee, so it was about seven hours away from where he would be. Eventually, we moved to Illinois to be with my grandma, who's here today, when I was in about third grade. Uh, I saw him on extended breaks during school, from school, and you know he would come see one football game a year, but that never allowed me to have a real connection with him. Um, I would grow further and further and further. The older I got, the more negative thoughts grew in my head, and I would never want to talk to him on the phone because, you know, it was only small talk. And small talk with a parent doesn't do much for you. I would eventually start ignoring him when he would try to contact me, and he did about one to two times a week. I would try and try to push him out of my life and never allow myself to forgive him. This bitterness, rage, and anger would completely take over, and I would eventually go months without talking to him. And if it sounds like I'm talking past tense, I'm not. I still have those thoughts about him to this day. So, the only thing that popped into my head when wondering about what I was going to talk about today was forgiveness. I think that God has recently been trying to push me to forgive him. Uh, a couple weeks ago, when Darren asked us to come to the altar and confess, I actually felt like God was physically pushing me to go out in my seat and go up there. But like I had for so many years, I resisted any chance at forgiveness. So right now, I want to tell you guys that if there's anybody in your life that you just can't see yourself possibly forgiving, just read these Bible verses and I challenge you to seek in your heart forgiveness. And I think I will go on that same path 
that I've blocked for so many years now. So a couple of other uh, verses that I have for you guys is uh, Matthew six fourteen through 15. Kylan read this, but I'll read it again anyway. For if you give men, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sin, your Father will not forgive your sins. And uh, Matthew eighteen twenty four, Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brothers when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. The story about Peter and his brothers betraying him, selling him into slavery, it's hard, especially for him, when uh, something like that is done to you to forgive. But Peter listens to Jesus and forgives him. And that part about the seven times and 77 times in the Old Testament, it lists that you should forgive somebody seven times a day. But God then says 77, which is kind of a exaggeration because technically he wants you to forgive them unlimited amount of times. Luke 17.4 If he sins against you seven times a day, you hear that seven again, and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent, forgive him. So when someone repents, that means that they show sincerity for the sins that they have committed against you. And for me, I feel like my dad is attempted at that. He's not perfect, you know, nobody is. But like I said earlier, I think we should allow ourselves to forgive. I encourage you guys to look through these verses. If you want me to, you know, give them to you, come to me, yeah. And uh, just really, like, study them and figure out what they mean to you so that you can forgive as easy it is as easy as it is for God to forgive us. So that's all I have written. And that was not long, but I think we'll pray one more time. All right, dear God, once again, thank you for this opportunity that I've been given to share what I have to offer to the church that has given so much for me. I thank you for everybody in our youth group. You know, we started out with just me and Andrew, and I think we've done a pretty good job at growing it. I thank you, I thank Darren for making this happen. I think these Youth Sundays are very beneficial for us and our growth in Christ, and I think it's nice to see what we have to offer. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I just had a recap, and um, yesterday at the wedding, something amazing happened. Um, Logan, right before it was time to enter into the sanctuary, he said something to his mom, and his mom said, Darren, will you come over here and pray for us before he goes down the aisle? And the reason it's so important is because you would look at Logan, and you would see 
the scruffy beard, you know, kind of like Bentley, and you'd see this, this rough exterior, and you'd think, oh, he would never want to talk to me, you know. But inside, he was like nervous and scared and, and you know, ready to do this, and he turned to the Lord. And it was so cool to see that. And that's what I think is so amazing working with teenagers is there's part of me, even at my age, way up there, that I look down and I say, well, they're kids. What do kids know? What have kids been through? They got it easy. What, what could kids teach me, you know? And, and then what happens is when you start spending time with them, you find out that there's an exterior and then there's the interior. And on the interior, they've been through, a lot of them have been through some amazing stuff already in their lives. And they're trying to put together the pieces. And we look at teenagers and we say, well, why do they keep doing these stupid things? Well, because they're expressing pain. They're expressing their dissatisfaction. They're expressing this disconnect with this world and trying to make sense of it. And, and, and so we have to figure out, okay, how are we going to help them? Because it's the same reason you all acted crazy when you were teenagers. I didn't. I was a great kid. But I, I've heard, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I don't believe that. But the thing is that these people are hurting and they need to know that we know and we need to be able to figure out how to connect to them. And, and like I said, in the last couple of weeks when we're talking about confession, this is what it's about. It's about clearing the blockage out of your spiritual life so that you have this freedom and this openness to enjoy your life now. And... Without that confession, everything is just bottled up. It's swept under the rug. It's, it's, it's no good for anybody. And so I think the best thing for Paige and I is just sit back and let the kids talk and let them, let them share the stuff that they've been through and, and just see that the transformation occurs in them. And it's hard because it's hard with teenagers because we want to be patient, but we're impatient. And we're like, why do you kids keep missing up? Why do you keep uh, skipping out? Why do you keep being mean to each other? Why do you keep calling names? Why do you keep doing this stuff? And, and it's all the same reason. They're just hurting people. And they're trying to figure it all out. So I, I want them to come and for you to get to know them. And I think this is a great way for you to get to know them. And I want you to pray for them individually. And I want you to pray for whatever the Lord prompts you to pray for. And like last year, we... Um, we had a sign-up for all of you to adopt a particular teenager to pray for and to send words of encouragement to each day of their mission trip. And we're going to do that again this year. So be thinking about who you want to adopt. All right, you'll be foster parents for a week. <laughs> you, can, you can put little treats in their goodie bag. You can write them a personal note. You can, you can pray for them every day. And this is a good way for you to connect to them. But I want you to know where they come from, what they've been through, what they're looking forward to. And, and uh, I think that's how the church is supposed to function. So with that said, um, let me pray and we'll sing our closing. And again, if you feel the need to come and to pray, I would love to pray with you. If you've been thinking about joining the church and you're looking for a great time to do it, maybe today is the time to do it. We would be blessed to have any of you in our fellowship. Uh, if you've never been baptized and you're contemplating baptism, yes, of course we can help you with that. The water's still in the tub. <laughs> we could do it right now. Um, 
but uh, but we'll we'll schedule it so you can like bring towels. But but anyway, let us continue to be the church. Let us keep praying and keep seeking the Lord and figuring out how He can help us sort through this nonsense that we've been through, even in our own childhood. So let's pray, okay? Father, we lift up all of these wonderful teens, and we lift up all of ourselves to you and pray that you will help us to to revisit that trauma that we've all been through at some point in our lives. Help us to sort through that trauma. We've all made bad decisions, Lord. We've all hurt people, and we've all been hurt. So please help us just to lay it out at the table and let you wash it away, let you clean it up. Uh, clean up our hearts so that we can be more functioning and more viable in this kingdom. Help us, Lord, to just cling to you because you're the source of our healing, the source of our redemption. And we, we need you in our lives, Lord. We need you to make sense of all of this craziness. Please, Father, anoint us all afresh with your love and with your grace. And let us be on fire to go from this place of worship and share with you the things that you've done and the things that you're going to do. And let us breathe encouragement into everyone we come into contact with. Forgive our sins, Lord, that we may forgive those who sin against us. And change us, Lord. Change us as much as you possibly can so that we will know that we are a different people. In Christ we pray. Amen. We're going to stand and sing our closing.